This is the Wilder Wellness Podcast, where we discuss all things body image, intuitive eating, and the wilder sides of wellness. Here we reject the diet culture messages that have kept us tame and preoccupied so we can finally build trust with our bodies, embrace true well-being, and have the confidence to take on any adventure. I'm your host, Chris Nails, a licensed therapist with a specialty in wilderness therapy. I've spent the last decade dedicating my studies and practice to helping women feel more connected to their bodies, build resiliency, and take up more space on and off of the trail. Tune in each week for new episodes as we chat with wellness professionals, outdoor adventure enthusiasts, and thought leaders that will leave you feeling inspired, connected, and motivated to live a life free from restriction and body shame. You will receive tangible tools, support, and connection as you take your next steps towards creating a wilder life. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Wilder Wellness Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about wedding season. It is fast approaching, and I thought I would come onto the podcast and talk about it because last week I was buying a lot of flights, making a lot of plans, and noticing some building anxiety of just all of the things that go into wedding season from, you know, finding a dress to seeing people you haven't seen in a long time to managing how we feel in our bodies. There's a lot to talk about. And for a lot of us, it's going to be a really long and eventful wedding season. (laughs) According to the New York times, if the predictions pan out, there will be something like 2.5 million weddings in 2022. That's the most since 1984 which makes sense, right? Because there's the people that had to postpone their weddings due to the pandemic. And then there's all of us who got engaged during the pandemic. And there are a lot of people that got engaged during the pandemic. I feel like that was the thing to do for the last two years. (laughs) It seems like when people started quarantining, they started to like really prioritize their relationship more because that's what there was to do. All of a sudden, there was like a lot more time for us to think about, is this the person I want to be with? And at least for me, because I was spending so much time with a person, it was really easy for me to be like, okay, I'm ready to take this next step with you. I can really picture us being together long-term because for a year and a half, he was like the person I did things with. (laughs) We took all of our trips together. Um, We spent pretty much every day together. We had to find ways to stay entertained. Um, And so it was like this really, and so really being in quarantine together brought us closer, which I feel really thankful for. And I know I'm not alone in that because really so many people got engaged. And if you fall into the late twenties, early thirties category, like I do, you might be going to a lot of weddings this year. So I am getting married this year. And while I could definitely do an entire episode specifically on body image and food-related issues around being a bride, today I'm going to talk about being a wedding guest because there's so many things that are out of control as a wedding guest. Like who's going to be there? Where is it going to be? How much will travel cost, et cetera? And don't get me wrong, like planning a wedding is stressful, right? But I know that I'm creating a day that I know I will absolutely love. I know what my budget is. I know I'll be surrounded by people I absolutely adore. I get to choose what photos I want to share with the world. 
And sure, I don't have control over everything, but there's definitely an illusion of it, which can feel really good. And this is why I'm actually more excited to talk about the anxiety that can show up as a guest at a wedding rather than being the bride. So over Instagram last weekend, I asked you all what you're nervous about when it comes to wedding season. And these were the most common responses. Body changes, especially after the pandemic. What to wear. Seeing people from your past, whether you're seeing an ex-partner, a friend that you had a falling out with, or that person who you always sort of ended up with at the end of the night. And maybe there were some really big feelings there, but for whatever reason you didn't date, um, those tend to be the most awkward. (laughs) And of course, money. Those are the big issues that we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to do my best to give you advice on these topics from not only a therapeutic perspective, but as someone who's been to something like 15 to 20 weddings myself. And a lot of these topics feel really connected. So I'm going to make this flow the best that I can, and we'll just see what happens. So let's talk about body changes. I feel like there's been so much emphasis around body changes, especially post COVID. Um, Yes, a lot of our bodies have changed due to changes in our routine or what we were eating. And I know that can feel really intense. Maybe the clothes in your closet don't fit right now, or pictures look a little bit different than they did a couple of years ago. And so the intensity feels really high, but I want to remind you that for those of us going to weddings of old college friends, you probably haven't seen a lot of these people in like 10 years. And I say this because it's really silly for us to think that our body would not have gone through changes in the last 10 years. The body of an 18 year old is usually way different than the body of a 30 year old, right? So I want you to remind yourself whether you're experiencing anxiety around recent COVID related body changes, or maybe just changes in general, um, that everyone's body is going to look different than how you remember them from college, high school, or, you know, right after graduating, whether their weight has fluctuated, maybe their hair is gray, or they've gotten really into plastic surgery and fillers and Botox, who knows, (laughs) we're all going to look a little different. So remember that you're not alone. Ways to combat the stress is by talking about it with someone, holding it all in by yourself and fighting through it will not be helpful because it's so easy to get in your head and start comparing yourself to others, especially when you're at a wedding, which can be like a really easy way to make things not very much fun. So I want you to find like a buddy to express this to a friend, your partner, or even the date that you're bringing, make a pact that when you're feeling uncomfortable, you can step outside or tell each other that you've got this or get on the dance floor, whatever you need to bring yourself back to the moment. When we experience a bad body image trigger, it's really easy for us to spiral if we don't pull ourselves away from it quickly. So if you notice yourself comparing or if you notice yourself feeling uncomfortable, grab your friend, grab your partner and go to the dance floor with them. Get in your body. Tell them that you need to shake it up and maybe like change locations. Oftentimes weddings are held in these like really fun settings where you can check out different areas, like walk around the outside of the reception hall or like go check out the dessert table. There's lots of things that you can do to change up your scenery um, and sort of pull you out of that moment. What you wear can also greatly impact your body image. And that's why it's so important to have a plan about what you're going to wear ahead of time. 
believe me, I've made the mistake of thinking I'll just find a dress around town or I'll just swing by Nordstrom's when I get into town for the wedding. I've got a few hours. I can shop then. And oh my God, do not do that. (laughs) Shopping for formal or semi-formal wear is actually really hit or miss, especially for those who need extended sizes. I cannot even begin to tell you how stressed I've been looking for a dress hours before a ceremony only to wear like this wrap dress because it was the only thing I could find and feeling extremely uncomfortable the entire time. So for all of you easy breezy, I'll just figure it out later sort of people, do yourself a favor and make a plan. And it's really important to note that I think a lot of people, myself included, have used weddings as like a timeline marker for weight loss. Sarah's wedding is in September and so I'll lose weight and be 40 pounds lighter by then, right? Like (laughs) who hasn't done that? And so often we buy clothes that are a size or two down as quote unquote inspiration. And what usually happens, we don't lose the weight and end up either spilling out of our dress or not being able to fit into it at all. Leading us to feel even more self-conscious than we would have if we just bought a dress that fit us right now. (laughs) So here's my advice, buy a dress or outfit that fits your current body and spend time finding something that is fun and that you love. And if you do find an outfit that you really like, give yourself permission to wear it a few times. It's likely that you'll be going to a few weddings that have different people or different attendees and no one on the internet is really going to be tracking if you've worn that dress three times already. It's totally okay. This year, I'm actually going to try out clothing rental subscriptions like Newly, Eloquy, or Rent the Runway. I was doing research and for newly you pay like $88 and get to rent six items for the month and then send them back. Newly and Eloquy are both size inclusive, which is awesome. I'm choosing to do this because I really don't need to buy three or four new dresses or new outfits for things like rehearsal dinners or welcome parties. It's just a lot. And I'm the type of person who gets tired of the clothes in her closet really quickly. And my closet is like freaking full. So by using a subscription like this, I can not only shop for the body I have now, but also get to wear a lot of fun new things. And like $88 is the price of one dress. So I'm stoked to save money too. Two really important things for me when I'm getting dressed are making sure that I'm comfortable in the outfit. So if I'm not comfortable in a dressing room, I'm probably not going to be comfortable in a room of 200 people. So making sure that my outfit fits right. Um, that I'm not trying to like hide or suck in or squeeze anything. That's, that's really important. (laughs) And I also like to have a little fun with it. Maybe it's like a bold color or like a ruffled sleeve or something. Um, because I don't get dressed up that often that, you know, I want people to be like, oh my gosh, what a fun dress. And that helps me feel more confident. Okay. Let's talk about seeing other people. Um, This is sort of like a two-part question, like friends that seem really successful. And then those people that like, maybe you wouldn't ever choose to see again, but now you're going to be in the same space, like ex-friends, ex-lovers, you know, things like that. So maybe you've got the friends who seem really successful, or maybe they've started a family and that's something you want and you're single as fuck, (laughs) or they're just generally glowy and seemingly perfect and you're caught comparing yourself to them. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get prepped with a few things that you've done that you're really proud of. A few talking points. Maybe you've gotten really into a new outdoor activity. Can you tell them about a recent trip? 
what values are you upholding in your life right now? Like maybe connection is really important to you and you've done a really good job of fostering community. Talk about it. That's actually really interesting. You also don't need to be afraid to talk about your growth and self-worth. Have you changed your relationship with food in your body? Talk about it. Have you gotten out of a toxic relationship? Talk about that. This is really, really hard work that you should be proud of. Success is not always associated with money or what people show on Instagram. Also remember that they're only human and they totally have struggles that you don't see. They could think it's really, really cool that you came and talked about getting out of that toxic relationship or healing your relationship with food in your body. Maybe someone needs to hear that. You could actually inspire other people at this wedding or event. Okay, let's talk about seeing ex-partners, ex-friends, ex-friends with benefits or after-party hookup people. It's awkward. It's messy. Let's do it. (laughs) This is another great time to buddy up. Find a friend that's going that you can lean on when you're feeling nervous and you need to feel safe. Tell them outright, I'm feeling really nervous about seeing Joe Schmo. And I just want to know that I can come to you when I'm feeling nervous and strike up a conversation. Sometimes when we're at weddings, the feeling of being alone or not knowing who to talk to can be the thing that causes the most anxiety. And so just go to that person and make a pact that you're their buddy and no matter what, that you can go to them. This is also a great time to talk to your date or your partner about feeling nervous about seeing certain people. And yeah, this might mean that you need to disclose which people you've been with and maybe when it was, and that's totally okay. It's super normal for you to have been with other people prior to your relationship. Um, My only advice here is to have these conversations before you go to the wedding. So in case they have some emotions about it, you both have time to work through them. I am positive that your partner or date will be thankful that you gave them a heads up about who's going to be there, just so that if they feel any sort of awkwardness or tension when they are at the event, they might know why and that you guys can both support each other. The last thing I want you to do is like go and wing it. (laughs) It is really important to do a little prep beforehand, like thinking, okay, Joe Schmo is going to be at this wedding. And I'm also taking this new person I'm really excited about dating. Make a plan of how you want to handle that situation. How do you want to interact with Joe Schmo? (laughs) How do you want to interact with your date around this old person? Get really thoughtful and intentional about how you want to show up around ex-partners. And it can be as simple as just saying hello really quickly or taking five minutes to catch up, um, but go in with a game plan. A little bit of intention can go a long way to making your night be more fun when you are there. This sort of brings me to thinking about seeing ex-friends or friends that maybe there might be tension with or that you felt like you've grown apart from. You know, this happens. Like, this is a very normal part of being an adult. Um, People change. People's values change. Maybe you don't connect in the same way you used to because your relationship was built around partying or using substances or, or something like that. And that's okay. I really, really want to normalize that you don't always have to have the same connection with people that you did 10 years ago. It's okay. Also, I want to say that you do not need to use this wedding, this one time that you see each other as the time that you are going to sort of reconnect, 
rekindle a friendship. I actually highly recommend that you don't try and talk about really, really serious things at an event like this. One, because it'll pull you away from the things that are happening. It'll make it more difficult for you to be present for the person that you're there celebrating. And two, that it's likely that you guys will both be drinking or one of you will be drinking or, you know, who knows what. And that can change the dynamics of talking about emotionally intense things. Like, yeah, it might feel easier to talk about the distance or the drama between you guys because you have liquid courage, but does that mean that it's the time to do so? Absolutely not. I really recommend not having these sort of big conversations at events like this or when you're under the influence because because you might not express yourself in the way that you would if you were in the right headspace. You might have things that you really need to get off your chest or things that you really need to process, but when you're either under the influence or when there's some sort of time constraint because you're missing the speeches, <laughs> you might not say all the things that you need to, or you might not be heard the way that you need to, which is important. Also, when we're under the influence or when you're already in an emotionally intense environment, um, it's really easy for things to escalate. I suggest that you either just keep your distance you know, acknowledge each other way from across the room, say hi, and keep it really light and short, or connect with them before the event and say like, hey, I know that there's this thing going on between us. And I'm asking that we not bring it into the space. So we can totally be around each other, we can hang out. And I'm asking that we not address any sort of any sort of issues or drama that might be present. And you can take this as an opportunity to maybe revisit the conversation later, or just hold that boundary. And both are totally acceptable. Lastly, I want to talk about time and I want to talk about time and money (laughs) because going to weddings is really expensive from the dresses to the travel, to the hotel rooms, to the food, um, to, you know, any sort of activities that you're going to be doing around the wedding. It is definitely not cheap. So it's really important to give yourself a budget um, you know, for each wedding that you're going to, and maybe you want that to be a specific dollar amount and that can change between places, you know, like one of the weddings that I'm going to this year is in Colorado and I'm giving myself a $500 budget, like this weekend between food, travel, and lodging, I'm not spending more than $500. And I'm like, I'm going to stick to that. If that means like maybe we're buying a lot of groceries and eating every other meal at home, or maybe it means that we're doing some camping on either end, or maybe it means that we need to like find a couple to bunk up with, that's totally okay. Making a pact to not going over $500. And that might look different from wedding to wedding. So maybe one wedding you spend $500, but maybe for another wedding, you're like flying to Bali and maybe, and maybe you need to change your budget a little bit for that. But the way I suggest is by really getting serious about looking at the numbers. I'm naturally someone who likes to run away from knowing numbers. And like, when I feel anxious about how much things are going to cost, I just like, will do the thing where I don't look at my credit card, or I don't look at how much money I have in my bank account. And I want to say like, don't do that. (laughs) Look at how much money you have, get really realistic, make a plan. I also want you to know as someone who's planning their own wedding, it is okay for you to say, no, I cannot attend. We are all adults. (laughs) We understand that there are some weddings that you cannot make it to because it just costs too much to fly across the country. 
um, or maybe you've got a lot of other things going on and, and it's okay. Give yourself a break. You don't need to go to every single one. You can still show that couple love by sending them a gift or sending them a really nice card, thanking them for the invite. That will mean almost just as much. When people can't come to my wedding, I totally understand. It also lowers the cost of me throwing my wedding. For So, so to be totally transparent, when we've been planning our wedding, we've just assumed that there is going to be about 30% of people that have to say no. And if more people say no, great. That means we save money. <laughs> so I want you to know that you don't need to put pressure on yourself to say yes and go to every single wedding, especially if it's causing you financial distress. Do not put yourself in debt for this. Sort of along that note is also being really realistic about our energy and about our time. Like time and energy is a huge part of our currency as adults. And so I know <laughs> towards the end of the fall, I think I've got a wedding scheduled for like three weeks in a row. And if I'm being really honest, I might not make it to those three weddings because I don't simply think that I can go to a wedding every single weekend and still be able to get up and do my job and be happy and present. For energetic reasons, I might have to make some sort of sacrifice. And I haven't decided that yet, <laughs> but I'm leaning towards probably like having to make some hard choices. And I'm sure that the couple will understand. And I will definitely write a letter telling them how much I care about them. And like, it is okay to protect your own energy and mental health. And so when you are thinking about saying no to certain weddings, maybe sort of start to think about like, are there weddings that feel more anxiety producing? Like maybe if you go to this wedding, you're going to see all these people that you really don't want to see. Or maybe if you go to this wedding, you know that these, this group of people is really easy for you to compare yourself to. So sort of take this as an opportunity to sort of plan out your upcoming wedding season and sort of start to really check in with yourself. Where do you really want to go? Where do you really want to spend your time? What groups of people make you feel the best and feel like the least uncomfortable in your body and let that help you in your decision-making process. So as a review, when it comes to body changes, I want you to remind yourself that everyone's body has changed, especially when we are looking at it from like a 10 to 15 year time difference. Our bodies are not going to be the same as they were 15 years ago when we were in high school or college and neither is anybody else's. So give yourself a little bit of a break and a breather. When it comes to what to wear, plan ahead. <laughs> Do not wait to the last minute. Um, check out subscription boxes or spend a little extra time looking for that one dress that you really, really love and feel comfortable in. Absolutely do not wait to the last minute. When it comes to seeing people from your past, maybe ex-partners or ex-friends, definitely take a second to connect with a friend or your partner or your date. Tell them what's going on. Be explicit about some of the things that you might be going through with that person so they can help support you and they can also work through any sort of awkwardness or feelings they might have about the situation. And lastly, do not shy away from the numbers or the money and do not be unrealistic about how much energy that you have. I will at least speak for myself in, in finally accepting that I do not have the stamina that I once did in college for partying <laughs> and that I have to be really realistic about my energy and how much I can show up and that maybe 
you know, going hard for three weekends in a row isn't something that I can do. So I hope this was really helpful. If you are going to a lot of weddings this upcoming season, good luck, have so much fun, stay present and remember to go easy on yourself. If you found this episode helpful, share it with a friend or put it on your Instagram story. Weddings are so exciting and there's always a lot of excitement built around them that we don't usually make space to talk about some of the anxiety we might have about going to the weddings. And so I think it's really important for us to normalize that. So let's just start talking about it. Okay, that's it for this week. I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wilder Wellness Podcast. If you loved this episode, head on over to rate and subscribe. New episodes drop each week. I can't wait to catch up with you on and off of the trail. See you then.